This is Unstoppable with Zen Honeycutt. Win-lose week for Monsanto. Well, good morning, folks. This has been a hist- an historic week for Monsanto, and this is a company that we've been focusing on for about seven years now because they produce the most widely used herbicide on the planet, which is Roundup. And 80% of GMOs, genetically modified organisms, are engineered to withstand this product, glyphosate-based herbicides, one the one which is most widely known as Roundup, also known as Ranger Pro, Ranger Max. There's actually 750 different brands that use glyphosate-based herbicides. And this week, a judge in California prohibits, prohibited California, not the whole country, but prohibited California from putting cancer warnings on this weed killer, Roundup and glyphosate-based herbicides. Despite the fact that three trial verdicts awarding over $200 million to cancer victims who used Monsanto's Roundup herbicide, uh, they, the judge thought differently. And they said, he said, no, there's not enough evidence to show that um, these products need a cancer warning. In fact, he said there's a great weight of evidence, the federal judge ruled, on Monday showing that uh, there's no need for cancer warnings on this product. Now, this is the same judge that delayed the process back when the Office of Environmental Health Hazards Assessment, the California EPA division, found glyphosate to be carcinogenic after the International Agency for Research on Cancer found glyphosate to be carcinogenic. And OEHA, that's the Office of Environmental Health Hazards Assessment, put glyphosate on the Prop 65 list. Now, because of that, it was supposed to automatically trigger a cancer warning label label on the product. Just like in California, if you go into a, a restaurant that uses certain types of oils when they're heated at very high temperatures, this is in fast food restaurants, you'll see a little warning on the outside that says, warning, this re- restaurant uses products which could cause um, either cancer or maybe endocrine disruption, which can lead to miscarriages. So that's what was supposed to have happened and had been happening for 30 years. If any product was put on the Prop 65 list then um, in California, then it would have to be labeled. And that's why you'd see certain products on Amazon or other you know, supplement places where they can't be sold in California because that company won't put that label on their product. Or you'll see there's a little sticker you know, if you get a, a product that has that label, that warning on it, and it's sort of stuck over the rest of the label, that's because they had to add it because you're in California. And so they're selling, you know, your, pro- your, your product with that label on it, but they don't sell it to other states with that label on it. So that's the list that was supposed to trigger glyphosate to be, you know, all glyphosate herbicides to be labeled with a cancer warning. And that's, that was supposed to happen, I believe it was two years ago. However, uh, this judge Shub, William Shub, who has put out rulings before that were in favor of Monsanto, decided against that. Decided that during a time when one out of two males and one out of three females are expected to get cancer, that we don't need a cancer warning label on this product. 
during the time when the U.S. is expected to spend $158 billion on cancer this year. And at least one-fifth of that, the second highest amount, is non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, which is exactly the cancer that is involved in this case. That Roundup has been found to increase the chances of non-Hodgkin's lymphoma by over 50%. This judge decided you don't need to know that. Your father doesn't need to know that. Your grandfather doesn't need to know that. Your neighbor doesn't need to know that. And I'm outraged, folks. I have seen too many people die that used Roundup. Dogs that got cancer, my neighbor that got neuropathy in his legs, and then uh, lymphoma and died. Family members that use this product and have have left us and will no longer see their family members graduate from college and get married and be with us. And no one can replace that. And this judge decided, you, you don't need to know that. Your loved ones don't need to know that this product could cause cancer. So he said that under Supreme Court, Supreme Court rulings, Jubshub cannot require a private company to change its label or say anything about its product unless the statement is purely factual and non-controversial. A cancer warning on Roundup would not come close to meeting this standard, he said, because most regulatory bodies, including the U.S. EPA and most of its counterparts in Europe, have found no connection between the herbicide and the disease. So his main decision-making, the main basis for his decision-making was the U.S. EPA. Now, I have something to say about that because I know from Hygiene Analytics paper put out by Charles Benbrook, a highly respected scientist, that the EPA ignored 67 studies that the International International Agency for Research on Cancer reviewed and With those studies, the International Agency for Research on Cancer found glyphosate to be carcinogenic. This is the glyphosate herbicides as used in its final formulation. So the EPA's decision on glyphosate herbicides is not founded on science. And we sent him a letter saying so. And you can see that on our blog on momsacrossamerica.org, the letter that we sent to Judge Shubb. And uh, we hope that you'll sign it. We've added in a, a place there where you can contact him and sign that letter and let him know that we will not ignore this injustice. He has rejected proposals by Attorney General Xavier Becerra office to reword the label warnings to include both the IARC and the EPA findings and a reference to a website for further discussion. He said this would convey a misleading impression, so he has said no to that. He has previously issued a preliminary injunction in 2018, barring the state from requiring a warning label. That was what I was just talking to you about. And uh, this was around the same time that three jury verdicts found that glyphosate was likely the cause of cancer uh, by a school groundskeeper in Benicia, a property owner in Sonoma County, and a couple in Livermore. And that's the, those are the people that were awarded over $2 billion dollars. So this is this is the state of our justice system, folks. A judge can essentially be bought out or pressured. I don't have evidence for either one, but that's all that I can assume 
when I when I see information like this because the independent science clearly shows that glyphosate can cause cancer. And that's all that that people were asking for. And that's all that Prop 65 says is that they can or may cause cancer. And uh, so we have a, a, a justice system that does not serve justice, that, that ignores independent science. So we also have a legal system that settles with large companies like Monsanto. This is what you could call uh, another win for them or could be considered a loss. Um, either way that you look at this, there are good sides and bad sides about it. This week, Bayer settled with uh, U.S. lawsuits, plaintiffs, lawyers, regarding Roundup, Dicamba, and PCB litigation for more than $10 billion. It was $10.9 billion. And uh, Carrie Gillum and U.S. Right to Know called it an expensive cleanup of Monsanto litigation messes. Bayer said on Wednesday that it will pay out more than $10 billion to settle tens of thousands of U.S. claims. Uh, one article I read said 120000 brought against Monsanto over its Roundup herbicide as well as $400 million to resolve lawsuits over Monsanto's dicamba herbicide and $650 million for PCB pollution claims. And the PCB pollution claims, I was happy to see that one of them was from a local city, Long Beach, California, that's not too far away from me. One of my dear friends lives there, and she sent it to me, was really happy that their city's now going to get money to be able to clean up the PCBs in her her city when she's got a small child, you know, she's very concerned about that and rightfully so. So these resolutions come two years after Bayer bought Monsanto for 63 billion and almost immediately saw share prices plummet due to Roundup liability. So they're going to, uh, Bayer announced it will pay out 10.1 billion to 10.9 billion total to resolve the roughly 75% of the claims by an estimated uh, yes, 125,000 people who allege exposure to Monsanto ground, Monsanto's Roundup weed killer caused them to develop non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. Now, keep in mind, folks, this is only non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. This is not miscarriages, autism, liver disease, kidney disease, multiple myeloma, you know, other kinds of can breast cancer. So, I'm hoping that there are other lawsuits waiting in the wings because $10 billion is chump change compared to the amount that they make. They may, they have made trillions of dollars off of, of uh, Roundup. And I believe it was $40 billion a year in sales on Roundup on average, and they've been selling it for 40 years. And so, so maybe not trillions, but you know, hundreds of billions of dollars. So $10 billion is really uh, not a large amount for them and clearly doesn't bankrupt them like many had hoped it would do. So let's see. So with, with a total payment of $8.8 billion to $9.6 to billion that will resolve the current litigation, they'll, they'll allow $1.2 billion to be set aside to support potential future litigation. So if you still want to get in on this and you used Roundup and your loved, you or your loved ones uh, developed non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, it appears that you still can get into this. Um, and you would, you would contact Baum, Hedlum, Aristine, Goldman, or the Miller Law Firm 
And uh, the, the, that contact information is on our website under Lawyer Up. You can uh, contact them or just Google them. So, so this is this is a this is a loss for Monsanto because they're losing ten ten point nine billion dollars. But it's also a loss for us because I said earlier, you know, the U.S. is spending one hundred and fifty eight billion dollars per year on cancer. And the number two of those expenditures is non-Hodgkin's lymphoma out of the five cancers that were rated. This is an article um, from the NIH, actually, NIH.gov. The title is Cancer Cost Projected to Reach at Least $158 billion in 2020. New NIH study projects survivorship and cost of cancer care based on changes in the U.S. population and cancer trends. And there's a chart there that shows breast cancer, colorectal, lung, lymphoma, and prostate cancer. Those are the five types of cancers that they're tracking. And lymphoma alone is $12 billion out of that. And this is just what they're tracking, folks. There's plenty of people who are low income, don't have health insurance, can't go to the doctor, and don't get diagnosed for this. They just get sick and die. So these numbers are potentially low, you know. Again, not the way that we needed things to go. We needed we needed Bayer and Monsanto to not only pay up, but to stop selling this product. So that's why we also have on our blog a an article. This is the one about uh, the maternal exposure to glyphosate causes autism. We are asking people to tell Bayer to just retire Roundup. That's the best thing for you to do. You can't just pay out plaintiffs and and hope that this whole issue will go away. We do not want Roundup to be sold in our neighborhoods, get it out of Home Depot, get it out of Lowe's. Thank goodness Costco already decided to stop selling it. So we want it out now and we want Bayer to retire it. We want them to no longer sell it in the market because clearly the US EPA is not going to do anything about it. They've they're a captured agency and they will continue to allow the sale of Roundup. It's up to us, the consumers, to demand that our retailers stop selling it. So that's our call to action. I will post the links at the bottom of this blog on to on how to tell Bear to retire Roundup. And I also have a link to the objection to Judge Shubb's ruling on cancer warnings and glyphosate herbicides. I'll put that up so that you can sign the letter to him and let them know that this injustice will not go, you know, ignored. So thank you very much for being with me today and for listening. This is a, this is just a short podcast just to let you the news updates of, of what's going on. And, and I, I don't want to leave you just with bad news because I know that this is, you know, a massive injustice. There should be cancer warnings on Roundup and not only should there be cancer warnings on it, it shouldn't be sold. Right, folks? And so you have a right to be dismayed by the justice system, to be frustrated with our government and angry and disturbed by what's going on because clearly we have a corporatocracy and clearly we consumers need to have a louder voice. So that's just what I want to leave you with is that this shows us that consumer 
participation, or rather, I would I would rather say citizen participation in our country is paramount. It is the most important thing that needs to happen today. We need to override the influence of the corporations on our political system and on our justice system. Because when we have weeks like this, we might get the impression that they're winning and give up. And I'm here to tell you, do not give up. You are unstoppable. You can, with your commitment to health, to freedom, to justice, you can keep going and you can think of ways, just like I will, I'm racking my brain every day along with my team. We can together think of ways to influence this justice system, this uh, corporatocracy, our politicians, our senators, our representatives. We can speak up. We can't. In fact, we must. They simply won't do anything about this. They won't make any changes unless we citizens speak up. And so do not despair. There are, there's always something that we can do, and there's always more people that need to be informed about this. Now, if you've been following my podcast for some time, you're well aware of what's going on. But I promise you, if you were to walk into a 7-Eleven or a 99-cent store or a, I don't know, even a Nordstrom's or a Macy's, you know, no matter what the socioeconomic background and just start chatting somebody up, the chances of them knowing about Monsanto and this lawsuit and dicamba and PCBs and glyphosate are still pretty slim. Most of the, you know, mainstream media isn't super aware of this. I mean, some are now because of the commercials and the Monsanto lawsuit. So there's a lot of America that knows about it, but the details about it and the science behind glyphosate and you know, all of that, a lot of people still don't know about what's what's really going on. So it's up to us to be the ones to bring the facts to the people, to participate in our society, to participate in our government, to inform our legislators and senators, to inform our governors and our mayors and our city councils and our homeowners associations. And, and you can do that. And yeah, just to share, I just did that recently with my community association. They were spraying glyphosate. This is an area that we've just, we moved to in the past year and we first checked it out. I saw somebody weed whacking, so I didn't think that they were going to be using glyphosate-based herbicides. But then two months ago, saw somebody spraying, asked him what he's using. He said glyphosate. I wrote a letter to the association. They said they would consider the alternatives that I sent them two months later guys out there spraying again for an hour right across the street from my house, right where my dog runs around and plays, right near the playground. So I got a petition out and I had 20 of my neighbors sign it. Every single one of them that I talked to about it asked them to sign it. They did. And I risked getting COVID, you know, giving them a pen and asking them to sign and reminding them to wash their hands and all that kind of stuff. But anyway, did that, send it to them. Uh, they The association was really not receptive. And so I also got a lawyer to please send them a letter, you know, I asked the lawyer to send him a letter and he did. So uh, that stopped that within a couple of days, they sent an email back saying that they would no longer use glyphosate herbicides. I also had a conversation with the landscaper. And at first he was quite resistant saying, 
you know, well, we, you know, we make our decisions based on science and based on the EPA's rulings. And so I had a conversation with him about the EPA and how they ignored 67 studies that the IARC used and found glyphosate to be carcinogenic, carcinogenic. And I asked him, would he be interested in seeing those studies? And he, he said, yeah, I'm always open to science. So he would look at it. And by the end of the phone conversation, I said, you know, we're really just asking you to use organic alternatives or, or permaculture methods, you know, like, like ground cover and mulch and, things like that. And he said, well, you know, I'm open to it. 95% of the service we provide is organic. And I was like, what? What the heck? <laughs> 95% of the services he provides is now organic. So most of his customers require organic landscaping. And here he is sort of fighting me on the issue just because, you know, he, he's been told by the EPA, this stuff is safe. So there's a win folks, more consumers, more citizens want organic than the EPA. We're doing a better job in protecting our community communities than the EPA. So kudos to you in your communities, in your homeowners associations, in your city, your council, your towns. This landscaper said it right there. More people want organic than what he even thinks is necessary. He's, he's still in the camp of, yeah, glyphosate's fine. The EPA says so. In fact, he told me that I think it was eighty percent of his time he spent lobbying, going to the, the to the um, Sacramento and and to Washington, and asking for smart use of glyphosate. He's he's basically a, a pawn of Monsanto and Bear. They're using him to advocate for landscaping, for glyphosate use in landscaping. So my conversation with him was, I believe, incredibly important and something that every single person can do. It's not not that difficult. We've got a whole bunch of studies on our website under under uh, data, and we've got under action, we've got a page called Toxin-Free Town Campaign. And we have a new listing on there that we just posted today of the other chemicals and the chemicals and herbicides that a landscaper is likely to use if they decide not to use glyphosate. They may use spectricide, which is also by Bayer, and um, other types of, types of um, herbicides that are very dangerous. So we have links to those chemicals and and the side effects to them and, and all of that on our website. That's They're called dangerous substitutes for glyphosate. And that's on the toxin-free town campaign under action on our website. So I just wanted to end this episode with a, you know, on a good note that you can, just like I did, get your association to stop spraying glyphosate herbicides in a couple of days if you are focused on it and you're willing to go, you know, door to door and have a petition or get a lawyer to write a letter or use the information we have on our website, you can do it. And landscapers across the country are now getting that we don't want them to use glyphosate. Costco got that we don't want them to sell glyphosate. They stopped selling it. And over 200 locations was by my last count across the country that have gone toxin-free, don't use glyphosate. 34 countries don't sell glyphosate or ban it in certain uses. So we're on our way, folks. This is just a, a minor setback. And if we continue speaking up, I'm sure that the lawyers will be appealing that decision regarding the, the cancer warning label um, in California. And... Uh, we will do whatever we can to support that. So thank you again for listening and don't give up folks. This is Zen Honeycut reminding you to be unstoppable.